You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast. Comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Cinco, cuatro, tres, dos, uno. Hey, everybody, it's Jordan from Kapow, the pop culture podcast. We are now bilingual. <laughs> One for Spanish. <laughs> and the World Cup's going on. I'm, I'm worldly. Ah, nice. Nice. Um, I'm Cliff Barnes. Hey, I'm Seth. We're here. We it's been a while. It feels like since we talked about some re- regular stuff here. Yeah. Been a while. Uh, what what's been going on? Let's see. I just got back from Origins, Ooh. the Columbus Gaming Convention. I'm very lucky to live this close to the two biggest gaming conventions in North America. So this, this, is, this is number two on your list of. Of size yes. conventions. Yeah, right? this is about a about twenty percent of the size of Gen Con, but it's still a great time. I went up and back with my son last Thursday, and then I went up and back with a friend of mine on Friday because he wanted to go, and I was I oh I you need me to go to a gaming convention? <laughs> well, uh, all right, I will, and I bought all kinds of. RPG books and a couple games, and I bought something for the Kapow listeners. Ooh. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but it is going to be so great. It is going to affect everyone except that Uganda guy. (laughs) (laughs) I hope he stuck around uh, over over all these years. It's going to be great. So stay tuned for that coming up later this summer, and... Let's see. Well, I Did saw you, you uh, post on the Facebook page an array of loot, mm. and you put day one. Yes. So I'm assuming that means there were multiple well, yeah. multiple trips to the car, multiple yeah, games. Well, yeah, day, day two was a little lighter load. It was it was the secret and the secret thing I bought, and uh, a couple other things. Mostly, <laughs> I went just to go with my friend and eat at North Market, which I always brag about. It's so great. I can't mm. believe we have it in Ohio. No Ray Rays? No. Michael would be very disappointed. No, but this is so much better. But Well, Ray Rays is great, but, but North, North it's not Market. not disparage Ray Rays. Yeah. It's still <laughs> our, our sponsor. A potential yeah. sponsor out yeah. there. <laughs> North Market is like a mini Epcot. It's just like uh, food, yeah. from, food from yeah. around the world. It's so awesome. Anyway. Michael would have to go... No bun on Ray Ray's. He would just kind of have to <laughs> shovel the barbecue. He can't have barbecue sauce. Just like a handful. Oh, really? I don't oh. think he knows that. <laughs> don't tell him. Yeah. Carb check. Yeah. He, I don't think, just think, if he didn't eat the barbecue sauce, how slim his armpit would be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Michael is still on his extended hiatus, uh, working, working many oh, hours. Endlessly. And exercising many hours and slimming down impressively. Mm-hmm. Hashtag, sharing, hashtag, hashtag things left and right. Sharing glamour shots of his of his torso. <laughs> yes. It's a very odd shot, but I'm into it. I'm, I'm all for it. 
A lot of people are yeah, naysayers, but I'm yay. I'm like, I want more of this weird so to, angle to where you <laughs> hang from the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like chin to waist sideways selfie yeah. in the mirror. Right. Where it's, it's you know, he wants to show the definition of the abs and the stomach, yeah. but three quarters of the shot is armpit. Right. It's like a funhouse mirror. <laughs> <laughs> but listeners, you'll hardly recognize him. When you hear it, you're going to hear how thin he is. Oh, my God. And in what great It'll shape. like squeaky voice. <laughs> like a balloon. We let the air out of it. <laughs> okay. Something else up recently. We went to uh, trivia. We did trivia oh. again. Kapow went back. We were going to go be foreplay. I tried to get him to use foreplay. Foreplay. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we were the Kapow team. Me and the low boys went into a packed house. They were doing some sort of summer series, trying to accumulate points over a lot of weeks. We don't know anything about that, but we showed up. and Actually, I got there, and there was a bunch of people in line for seats, and I went and, like, kicked the people off the table of the, the people <laughs> running it. So they had to sit in the window and ask questions, and Jordan and Jerry came in. I was like, hey, guys, right here. Right, bring them a spot. Yeah, we didn't even have to get out of the chair to show them our answers. Oh, that's they, nice. were, they were that's smooshed nice. up against us. It was pretty sweet. So how we do? Out of all those teams, all those people um, working hard every week. I'm trying to think that we got first place. I think you're right. It was pretty great. We had, I, I don't know how, we'd always brag, we had like, oh, we had 93, 95. We had 146 <laughs> points or something ridiculous. What? Crushed their faces in. Well, yeah, well, because the rules <laughs> changed. Shut your the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Bernie asked you to elaborate on the rules changes. <laughs> I'm just saying, when it first started, you could wager up to 20 points at the end. Yeah. And this is no holds barred. You could wager all the points you had. Right. So we had so, 73 Point, right. something so like you that. pretty much have to wait So all we went true daily double and ended up with a win. The final question, Cliff, the final question was which singer had the most number one hits in the 1980s? Ooh. Not band, individual yeah. artist. Yeah. Ooh. Was he a smooth criminal? <laughs> oh, he was a smooth criminal. There you go. Yeah. We didn't need you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we but, did need Jared though. Jared yes. pu- pulled through some history and yes. some geography and Jared Lowe, Coach Mayor, <laughs> saving us again. Oh, as always. Well, uh, he, he yeah. yeah, he saved more than that. He actually probably saved my life here recently. Oh yeah. Oh well, <laughs> yeah. I've been meaning to ask you to elaborate on the details of your near death experience, possible death and reincarnation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we've done a couple episodes. Well, we missed a few weeks there. Um, we've done a couple episodes since. We've just been busy with other stuff, and I haven't gotten into it. But I had pneumonia, and then I had something worse. Apparently, um, it was the. It began on a Friday night podcasting, <laughs> as all my stories do. It, it really did. <laughs> yeah. So right here, you're right, sitting that right at your table. Well, I texted you guys. I said. I have a splitting headache today, but, you know, I'll be there. Because, you know, I don't skip this. This is important to me. And so... Headache, full headache. (laughs) So all day Friday, I'm at work just feeling kind of terrible. But not not sick sick, just headache. So I think that was the day I binge-watched Cobra Kai, just because I didn't feel like doing anything else. felt a little better. So that that, I got the juices flowing again and was able to podcast that night. So if you go back, it was... I believe it was the Wang them with a shovel night. 
<laughs> of that yep. Riverdale episode, yep. and there was one other one we did. You might be able to tell I'm a little off. I don't know. My like my throat hurt. Right. So it was right. not my best night, but I I tried my best. So leaving Seth's house, I backed into a ditch. <laughs> That's correct. And couldn't get out with all the king's horses and all the king's men, <laughs> all Seth's son's friends. They could not push me out. So I had to get a ride home and get a tow truck the next morning to get me out of the ditch. So I wake up Saturday, go into work, and I believe my mother came and picked me up. <laughs> well, first, is that that's is that after I brought your truck down there? No. Okay, sorry. No, yeah. So my mother came and drove me to work. Oh, that's right. And it was about 95 degrees that day. And my air conditioner had been broken since Free Comic Day, which is like the first of May. So this is maybe I had Legionella's. Uh, so there's a fam- famous uh, Legionnaires disease. Legionnaires. Yeah. Okay. Man, <laughs> if you hey, had some sort of ventilation yeah. thing, who knows? <laughs> so it was really hot that weekend, and so I walk in, and the the store is just ungodly hot, and it smelled. It was just. It felt humid in there. Death. And so I'm like, this is awful. But I don't know if it's my own senses. Or like scent. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do have to mark your territory. <laughs> but, yeah, so about a you know, half hour in or whatever, my own Jeep pulls up out front and Seth hops out. Oh, and, yes, when I went in the ditch, the, the tire was at about a 45-degree angle. So I was convinced... The axle was broken. The wheel was it bent. Something like, folks, it looked were, like it. Yeah. You weren't the serious. only one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it looked really bad, and and there was no moving it. Well, the, the tow truck guy came here, and he worked on it and got it out fine. But when I took it down there and went in, you didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> I, wa- I walked up there. I was like, hey, here's your keys, and I'm going to go and get my comics and stuff. And I was like, it was no big deal, you know, and they wasn't going to cost you anything, they said, because you had AAA, and... And you're like, okay. Well, because it, the tow truck driver was instructed to tow it to the tire place. Right. Yeah. And then you handed me my keys, and I'm like, how is my car somewhere else? Like, I was very, I was confused, because there was no way that car was in okay shape to drive. Right, right. I, right. I agree. It, but it a miracle like, from on high, right. the wheel just, when he pulled it out of the ditch, it. what did he call it? It was, it was just flexed really flexed. far. Yeah. There we go. And, but I was like, you're like, I don't understand. I'm like, your car is out front. <laughs> so that was probably the first hint that yeah. my brain was not at 100%. Right. The ditch was the first hint. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not sure I can blame that on the, okay. Um, so yeah, I'm sitting there Saturday, and as the afternoon goes on, I start shivering. It was a hundred degrees in the building, and I was freezing. Turn up the so heat. I knew I like I had chills, and I knew it was getting more serious. I knew the headache hadn't left, and I was getting chills. Okay, so I went home Sunday and actually got sick. Got you know, oh yeah, all the things that happen to you when you get sick, all of them, <laughs> <laughs> all of them, all, all of day. them, all those things, <laughs> all of them, list them all. <laughs> so that's Sunday. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> my one Sorry. day off and, and so Michael, I usually that's a good thing for me if I get sick on my day off so I don't have to you know find someone to work or whatever so <clears throat> but it was more serious than that I woke up Monday I was like ah, there's no way I can go into work so I texted 
the lady from the bakery next door. I was like, could you put a sign on the door that just says closed due to illness? Thank you. I'm staying home. Slept all day Monday. Was feeling better. Mm-hmm. So Monday night, I'm like, I've got to go in. Uh, if you know anything about comic comic world, I get shipments on Tuesday from UPS for the week's books. I cannot sell them until Wednesday, but I spend all day Tuesday unpacking the boxes, sorting them, you know, dividing them up into pull lists, and then when I close on Tuesday, put them up on the shelf, get ready for Wednesday. That takes me all day Tuesday. It's the it's the most work I do in a week. Um, so I knew I, I can't miss Tuesday. I have to pick up UPS. So I I'm kind of in and out of consciousness Monday, waking up, going to sleep. I get up Tuesday. Knowing I have to go in, but also somehow knowing there was going to be a secret shopper. Oh, yeah. Which I have secret shoppers show up to make sure I don't sell them on Wednesdays. Once every six months, maybe. But in my delusionary state that was just beginning, I was somehow convinced I knew. And I was like, if if I'm closed in a secret shopper, they're going to report that. (laughs) And I was like convinced I was going to get in trouble if I wasn't there. And I, I don't know where that came from. But so I get up Tuesday before I think six a.m. because I had slept all day. <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't know what time problems. was. So knowing because sometimes UPS will get there before I open. I always try to get there early on Tuesday. Well, this Tuesday I showed up about ten till seven to make sure I didn't miss UPS. Who I open at eleven. UPS usually gets there sometime between eleven and noon. So. Right. Again, my logic, I was like, I have to be there before UPS because I can't miss it. And so I sat there from 7 a.m. to 11, kind of befuddled, like, what am I doing here? <laughs> I kind of I knew something was wrong and this was dumb to be there or why I came in that early, but I couldn't quite put my finger on it. And the funny thing was, a guy came in and bought something at like 8 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. It was a guy, like, he's not a regular, but I, I recognize him. a secret shopper. <laughs> These guys are tenacious. <laughs> but yeah, he comes in like 8.30. He's like, hey, I, uh, I need some bags and boards, please. Okay. Like, I was like, <laughs> I was just like, what are you doing here? I didn't say that, but. Um, what am I doing Yeah, here? I didn't know why I was there. I certainly didn't know why he was there. So yeah, I made, you know, I made some money okay, on that good. day. I'm so, glad at least you made some money. Uh, so I sat there till like 11.05, UPS showed up exactly when I should have expected them. He shows up, give him the, you know, give him the check. I lock the door and go home because I was, right. I was still dead to the world. So I just left the boxes sitting there. I'm like, I'm going to go home because it was still hot. And I was like, I'm going to sleep and like come back tonight and work when I feel better. And it's cool. Might be a little cooler, yeah. Um, so I went home and went to sleep on Tuesday, woke up Tuesday night thinking it was Wednesday morning. Yeah, this is when I saw a Facebook post. Yeah, so it is storming like crazy. I get I get in the car and go down at like 9 p.m. thinking it's 9 a.m. <laughs> feeling like I am so far behind, I'm never going to get these books sorted in time. Even going in at 9 a.m., right. you know, two hours is not enough time to sort these books. So in the dark, I... I, I I, there's a little give me some slack because it was storming. So right. when it storms, it's not as bright out, but it was pitch black <laughs> and storming. But I thought it was nine a.m. So I went in, I walk in, and my landlord and again the bakery lady are walking out. All right. 
as I'm walking in. They say nothing. They don't they don't think it's weird I'm there that time, right? right? Like, hey, have a good night. I was like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> it registered, but I'm like, that's a weird thing to say. <laughs> People might be sick. <laughs> <laughs> so I walk in, the electric's out. The storm has knocked out the power. So I'm standing there in a pitch dark room needing to unload these boxes. And you have to scan in the barcodes on the computer. I have to have electricity to do this. Yeah. I have to have lights to see what the books are. Um, so I sat there. I'm like, I, what am I going to do? So I put on Facebook, sorry, everyone. Power's out. Asylum will open as soon as it comes back on at 930 at night. I saw that. And I sat there. And I was like, hmm. what was that weird the other day? I mean, it did go across my mind. I didn't do anything. <clears throat> I want to go on record that somebody smarter than I did something about it. But I, but I was like, I did register that some that that was off, and then I thought, mate, just I chalked it up to sometimes I see posts on Facebook that are from two days ago. Yeah, right. So that's, right, what, right. that's what I thought was going on. Blame the algorithm, right? Um. So, so my brother Jared texts me. He's like, "Hey, man, everything good?" I was like, "Yeah, why?" <laughs> and he's like, you know, it's it's like, did, did you mean to post that? I was like, yeah, power's out. He's like, you know, it's nighttime, right? <laughs> and I was like, I think I texted dot dot dot. <laughs> like I was thinking about it. <laughs> the universal sign. <laughs> I was like, we, uh, but, and I, I don't know what I wrote back, but um. I could read the text, but that wouldn't be interesting. Um, so apparently he talked to my mother, who were putting... She she knew I was in there at 7 a.m. because I'd emailed her about something. And he knew I was... So they together, they put their heads together like, he's being really weird. So they drove into town from the depths of Lower Salem on a dark and stormy night and came into the store. The power, I think, had come back on by that point. And they're like, hey, we're going to go to the hospital. I was like, I don't have time. I gotta sort these books. I'm like, no, we're gonna go to the hospital. Like, All right, fine. So they took me in, and I, I had a fever. I, th- I think they said it was 103. I uh, said I had pneumonia, so they gave me a shot, gave me some fluids, took some tests, drew some blood, uh, gave me a prescription, sent me home. So the next day is Wednesday. Which is my comic day. That's new comic day. I can't right. miss this. So I'm like, well, I got the pills now. I should be good. You know, I got to be in there at least for a little bit. So I went in Wednesday. And I, I had Jared had to confirm me how the books got. Because the last time I remember, the books were in boxes on the floor. And somehow they got out on the shelves and were sold to people. So I, I honestly don't remember how it happened. But I apparently went in kind of early on Wednesday and just threw a couple copies on the shelf. I didn't get everything sorted. There were still piles laying around. So Jared came in on his lunch break Wednesday, about noon, just to check on me. And he said, I was moving in slow motion. I was looking at, like, the, the pull list where I have, you know, this guy gets Justice League and Batman. And I was, like, running my finger down the list. And if there's a check mark near Batman, I, like, stopped. And I looked at my list. And I looked back at the thing. And I looked at my list. And, like, then I picked up a Batman. He was, like... What is wrong with him? <laughs> but then he said a customer comes in and he's like, Oh my god, what's gonna happen? 
And the customer walks in, and I go, oh, I'm so sorry. It's one of my regulars. like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm really behind this week. He's like, oh, that's all right. Do you need me to come back? And I said, no, I'll get it. And Jared said my body went into, like, uh, what do you call that? Reflex, uh, where your your instincts know uh-huh. yeah. whatever. Fight or flight. Yeah, well, uh, there's a word for it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to beat the hell out of this. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want, call me? No, but he said I went into muscle memory. Muscle memory. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he said, you knew what books the guy was getting from his list. And he's like, you, oh, here's this one and this one. There you go. 1017. Oh, here's your change. Thanks a lot. I just, I checked him out through like pure unconscious instinct. Yeah. You were running on yeah. your secret store <laughs> of brain cells. So Jared's like, are you about done sorting these? And I was like, I'm about halfway done. And he's like, I'm going to call work and I'm going to take the rest of the day off and you're going to go home. So he, he brought his laptop in and worked from the store. And I went home, slept again Wednesday. Uh, somebody else worked for me Thursday. I got to thank all my family. My mom, Justin, Jared, uh, my sister-in-law, Valerie. They stepped up big time. My friend KJ worked several days for me. So it, they were huge helps and, again, probably saved my life. Thanks, people. We like him. Um, so again, Thursday, someone worked for me Thursday. Thanks, whoever it was. But I took off Thursday again. Um, Maybe that customer he yeah. just came back. And he was like, like, oh, he to work back and boards. Oh yeah, Justin even came down from Columbus. He came down. I think Friday. He took a day off work and came down. Yeah, to awesome. Out. So um, I don't know that we said two words to each other. I didn't really see him, but uh, so. Yeah, and Thursday I took off, and I was going to go back to work on Friday. And then Thursday night was not a good night. It was it was awful. I didn't sleep at all. It was just horrendous. All the things that come with being sick. All the physical and, things, but then also, like, mental things. Mm. Like, I was having thoughts and ideas yeah. that I don't know where they were coming from. Right. So I get up Friday, and... Again, I think, yeah, my mom was supposed to come in Friday morning because I'd left my car at work. I the car has been sitting there for a week now. People have just been driving me back and forth, or I've been staying home. So yeah, my mom was going to come in Friday morning and make sure I got to work, and then I could drive my own car home that night because I was supposed to be okay by then. Yeah. Um. So Thursday night, I was. <laughs> I was having thoughts of like I need to fill the car with bottled water and all the gasoline I have, and I don't know why. Yeah. No, not the tank. I, like, I was like, fill making, this car, take a trench, <laughs> fill it with gasoline. But I was making plans to bug out, and like, cause someone was coming. Oh my god! And then, and I, I left. I think, I, cause I, and this whole time, I'm bare. I can't keep anything down. So I had maybe had some toast and water. I was literally living on bread and water. So I was just, yeah, whatever. But um, That's too many carbs. <laughs> <laughs> he was all being sick, taking fun out pictures. <laughs> like, my, hey, my armpit looked great. I lost a lot of weight. My uh, armpits were... All in the armpit. Um, <laughs> He'll never so, listen to this. Yeah, the weird... <laughs> Let's, okay, now I'll get to the weirdest part. I left a gallon of milk on the counter because in my head I thought, okay, whoever comes in my house, not if they do, but like when they do, they're going to 
they're not they're gonna they're not gonna think I was prepared for them. They're gonna think I left in a hurry and just left the milk out. Like I had it was like no country for old men kind of thing where you know the milk still can you know has a you know condensed ring on the counter because I was convinced someone was gonna come looking for me. And so I packed a bag like I put some clothes in a bag and then because I knew how hot it was, I wet a towel and put it inside a hat. Because I knew if I was going to be out on the road, like I wanted, you know, a wet towel to you know keep the sun off. So this was this was what I was doing at like four a.m. on Friday morning. Um. <laughs> so my mom calls at like, and I was like waiting for her at five a.m. Like she's supposed to get here. Where is she? And I was like getting mad at her. Like she said she was coming this morning. We're supposed to, and I, I, yeah, it was it was weird. And so she calls at like 9.30, quarter to 10, and says, hey, uh, are you about ready to go? And I said, I've been ready for hours. Like I snapped at her. And she's like, okay, I'm on my way, because she must have known something was wrong. So she walks in the door, and she said, I had the weirdest look on my face. And I said, I don't remember what we're supposed to do today. Because I was like, why are you even here? Where Are you supposed to take me somewhere? I couldn't remember. And she's like... What? And I said, then I said, I think we should go back to the hospital. So I, the smartest mm-hmm. idea I had in a week. Mm-hmm. So I went back to the hospital and that's where, yeah, in these last couple days and the pills they gave me the first time, I had the worst time. I couldn't swallow them. They wouldn't, you know, they weren't doing anything because I could barely hold them down. Mm-hmm. It was awful. So, um, I was completely dehydrated because I wasn't drinking my milk. <laughs> 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 I was completely dehydrated, and uh, it's called sepsis, which yeah. I had to look up. I didn't even know what it was, but I had a, a guy I went to high school. His father just passed away recently, and that was the cause. So that wasn't helpful. Yeah, I work in a laboratory, and that's not a great thing to have. Okay, that's why you were crazy. Yes. Yeah. So apparently, you know, just from Wikipedia, all I know about it is like you have antibodies that fight bad stuff. And then sometimes they get kind of overcharged and they just want to fight everything. So they don't, they don't stop at the bad stuff. So like my kidneys had basically shut down. My liver was in trouble and yeah, it was bad. So they immediately admitted me, hooked me up to an IV bag and I was on an IV bag for about three days. Uh, pumping me full of fluids and getting me better and more pills. I think I was in the hospital two nights, so a day, three days, two nights, and then that's that was the worst of it. So it was about a, it was like a week later. I was finally feeling okay, like that. And still, that next week, I had people helping me and working for me. And of course, it, it was the week my order was due from Diamond. So I'm like, well, I can't have my sister-in-law fill out my order form. Mm-hmm. So like, I propped myself up at the desk and you know did it as fast as humanly possible and got through the next week basically okay. And yeah, now I'm feeling way better. They've done a lot of tests and said all my organs are back to functioning. And I'm still on antibiotics. And they well, they had to put me on probiotics too because they said the antibiotics will hurt the you know they have the good mm-hmm. bacteria yeah. in your gut. Like Jamie Lee Curtis's uh, this yogurt. This is how you end up with them Monday through Friday through Sunday or whatever pill yeah. things when you got to get pills to <laughs> yeah. take the pills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've got a bunch of empty pill bottles and I got 
antibiotics, fighting probiotics, and everything's hopefully getting better. But but this was like a month ago. This was May. Yeah. 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 He's still not totally. And, yeah, all he's way still back, guys. recovering. <laughs> he doesn't know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> but we're glad that uh, somebody figured out that you were sick. Yeah, it was, and I, I don't, I well, I had to say, I think Mr. Glass finally crossed me off his list because I know I'm not unbreakable now. But <laughs> I've done my business; it'll be 13 years in September. I've never taken a sick day. I've been sick or had the flu and just yeah. kind of went or powered through it. it infected everybody. I've fallen asleep in my <laughs> office and stuff. <laughs> I only cough in the DC books. Right. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Then I'm fine. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I I very very rarely get sick, and this is basically the last ten years of. Of well, get ready. Karma it's all turned around now. The next ten years, guys, expect a lot of us talking about our bowel movement. <laughs> <laughs> every, every little thing that's wrong with us. You'll be wishing for those armpit conversations <laughs> oh, yeah. to come back My around. My arm just doesn't feel right. <laughs> <laughs> that is. And I'm shoes. I got. I have a nice orthopedic sole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you love. <laughs> So oh that's my, my tale of woe. I don't oh. say it for sympathy, but people were I, I, curious. I'm kind of, I'm like, I don't, I didn't take a bunch of hospital selfies and post every day updates, and so just <laughs> right. I tell the story one time, get it out there, and if anybody's curious, you can tune in. Well, we were we were kind of wondering what was going on too because we hadn't heard from you for a while, yeah. and then you had like text texted a picture of yourself, like a selfie with your IV bag one day. And then we were kind of like, has anybody heard from Jordan? <laughs> it's yeah. been a couple weeks. Oh, I did, yeah. <laughs> See, even in my reduced state, I'm, I'm, I'm still marketing. I put my asylum business card <laughs> up on the IV. And that's what I put on the store page yeah. to tell people, hey, I'm going to be closed a few days. Right. So. Wow. That was so. something for the secret shoppers. <laughs> Guys, don't, I'm in the hospital. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's crazy. Wow. So I thought, I'm like laying in the hospital thinking, well, at least I'm going to have time to watch a bunch of TV shows that I'm behind on and watch movies. And that didn't really happen. So I was way behind on all this stuff. So I've been trying to catch up. So what have I what have I missed? Yeah. Ooh, uh, well, we better talk about some of it. Let's see. Let's do some movies. There you go. <laughs> Save Martha! Puny God. I'm just a kid from Brooklyn. I'm Batman. Kneel before the sun! Under Ruth! Said it yourself, bitch. We're the guardians of the galaxy. So what's it gonna be, huh? Long sullen silence? Or mean comment? Go on. You got me in a box here. Ha! 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 Guys, I went to the movies last night. <laughs> I heard. Yeah. Nick and I went to go see Jurassic World colon Fallen Kingdom. And Nick's walking in the door right now. Yep. So. That sucks. <laughs> he says it sucks. <laughs> so there's we're going to get two reviews of that movie. His is It Sucks. Uh, so we go in. We always like to recount 
the experience of the movie theater. So we go that, in. That's half the that's right. half the experience. That's right. really my favorite part of the review. Right. Well, here you go. I got a good one. <laughs> so we go in and there's this lot. They got three registers, only running two. This is in Marietta. They got two of them all the way back to the doors. Line Friday night. Been there. Yeah. Nick's like, what? Uh, why is it so? I was like, it's Friday night and it's Jurassic Park. Maybe. They need a dedicated line just for tickets. Duh. If you don't want right? popcorn. As if I wasn't junk. just muttering that out loud. Yes. If anybody would listen. When I come in, I just want a ticket. But I, 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 I Some of think us want to fill our magic pocket, I kind of think. You get in the bucket line. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> but, I, but I was thinking about it while I was standing there. Mad about that, that there's not just a ticket line or somebody in the booth that they never use up front for selling tickets, that they don't care about anybody buying tickets to a movie. Yeah. All they care about is concessions, which is fine. It's their business. But no, you have people four deep in line, mm. and then when they get to the front, they're like, um, yeah, medium? Too stupid it's like enough. you had a half an hour yeah. to make up you your... You didn't even have to decide oh, what you I wanted. I can't even. You I, just had to decide science. I'm not healthy enough to get into this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... I'm I'm at least smart enough to walk in the door and say, Nick, you're in the right line. I'm in the left line. Whoever gets to the front first, is, uh, you know, jump over. So we're doing that. We finally, I'm watching them like a hawk, though. I see a girl kind of come out and put the popcorn in, and I, it's like she's on that center register in a minute. And guess who's first? So, sure enough, got got that taken care of. Got her tickets. Went into the theater. Go ahead and get still get my good center fifty yard line. Seats. <laughs> then you know people kind of come in here, or there. With the row in front of us, we got two people sat down at the left side of that row, and two people sat down on the right side. Uh, move to the middle. No, bro. no, I'm in the middle behind them. Oh yeah, he's I got said, his own seat yeah, there. I said, Nick, I said, Nick, I should pay all four of those people five dollars a piece that they blocked that <laughs> row off, so nobody <laughs> will sit in front of me. And that that was great. So the whole movie I had nobody in front of me. It was great. Okay, so. Preview start, on and on. It's, you know, a bunch of people in there. It's Jurassic Park, first night. They finally, right, went right before the, you know, movie starts rolling, a group of people come in and sit right next to us. Some guy plops down next to me, you know. They're chit-chatting and stuff. Well, okay. The previews are done. They start showing the movie. Well, these guys are still... Still talking over there. This guy's still leaning over to the guy next to him and blah, 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 blah. Do they know what row they're sitting in? I don't think they do. I don't think they do. That's exactly the monologue in my head. Don't they even know where they're at? I mean, this guy's sitting right beside me. No cushion space. He, and he's like, blah, blah, blah. So we get past the opening credits and they're like in the first scene. And he's like, so and so wanted to come. I think it was his daughter. She wanted to come, but I was like, no, this is going to be way too scary because there's like dinosaurs chasing people and stuff. And I'm like, I'm, Nick is looking at me like, oh my God, what are you going to do? <laughs> and he knew something. I was not going to be able to control myself. So I just sat there and we got on. Okay. We're on the next scene. And he's still, look at that house. And I just said, will you stop talking? And he goes, are you talking to me? Turn around to me. I was like, I was like, yes, this is a movie theater, not your living room. So maybe please stop talking. And Nick is like sinking down in his seat. 
<laughs> that guy did not know, know what it was going. He just could not believe that I had said it. Uh, that you would dare. Right. That's what he, yeah, he gave me the Travis Bicker. He's like, are you talking to me? But I, I will give the guy some credit. We'll say this. Even though Nick says he looked over at the guy shortly after and he did not look happy, <laughs> I never looked at him. You know, I just sat there and after I said that, he never talked again. He never said and see, anything. He's telling the same story tonight. Yes. Where you're on the his podcast. Oh, I know. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen, I know I could have, I could have probably handled it better. I could have said, I mean, I'm sure I could have put my finger to my lips and went, shh, little, like, could you what? just hush? Uh, that's not me. I'm going to say, I'm going to take the advantage and point out how stupid it is to talk in a, in a movie. And, but like I said, I'll give him credit. He never acted aggressive. We sat next, right next to each other the whole movie. He watched, he laughed. He coughed. I don't care about any of that. You I hope you enjoyed the movie. Just don't talk the whole time. I don't think the guy that came with him wanted to hear him talk the whole movie either. You should. You totally should have never said a word and just reached over and grabbed his hand and tried to hold his hand. <laughs> yeah. That dude would have jumped up and out of there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, either that or he's your he took new it best well. friend. He, I, you know, I. <clears throat> We parted ways afterwards. There was no, there was no aggression. I guess what I'm getting at, other than me saying that, making him probably feel dumb for talking. But anyway, well, at the risk of offending any justice out there, I, I, I have to agree. Like everyone knows, talking at the movies are bad, but there are places, like you said, opening credits. Okay, yeah. you're getting your. I allow. Yeah, all previews are fine. When yeah. the movie starts, though, I don't even like opening credit talk, but I allowed it. Oh yeah. wow! When that silence your cell phones ad pops up, that should be a clue right there. The movie is starting. Yeah, yeah. But the worst thing people seem to think, and this drives me the most crazy, that if the movie, if no one's talking in the movie, that's their time to talk. Like if there's a slow shot or a quiet moment, then like, well, nothing important's happening. Well, everything's important. Right. I want to see it all. I don't want to hear your nonsense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you were not part of this experience. So it doesn't matter what's happening on screen. At no time should you be talking. But anyway, to get to the movie, it is getting oh, severely yeah. panned. Yeah. <laughs> we just review theater experiences on here. Moving on. I was, I was in my house watching another movie. No, anyway. This movie's getting severely panned. Everybody is just like, this is garbage, terrible movie. And I didn't think the last one was horrible. No. No, I, I didn't know. either. It was. Yeah. They're not good. They're not great right. or whatever. Uh, the, like we when we discussed Spielberg movies last time, you know, Jurassic Park is great, and you know, all the rest of them are just whatever. <laughs> and you know, Jurassic World was fine. This is getting trashed by the same people that even like Jurassic World. Mm-hmm. So people, I like uh, value their opinions, and so so I knew that going in, and I honestly thought it must be so bad I'm going to be like tortured to watch this. But well, I was, it had Jeff Goldblum in it, so right. it, it I would can't have thought be he unwatchable. Yeah. Well, yeah. I get, uh, he's barely in it. Uh, um, it is really stupid. <laughs> but I enjoyed the movie. It's so stupid that it's... I was grinning ear to ear. First off, the first 45 minutes is pretty breathtaking. You know, it's it's gorgeous. There's a lot of action. You get a lot great dinosaur stuff going on. You know, it's a that is very. I was like, wow, that this first 45 minutes is really good. Now is this where it falls apart? Well, plot wise, yes, 
But still, <laughs> there's things to enjoy throughout it. And one thing I will say, you know, as far as they've found a way now with these dinosaurs, they've accepted that this is a monster movie. And the, the bad, I'm throwing air quotes, dinosaurs are the monsters. And that's the way to handle it. There is a scene so ridiculous that to recount it and describe it is the most hilarious thing. And you would never believe that that really <laughs> happened on screen. And I just could not stop smiling. It's so, <laughs> it's so bad. It's good. And, and I, I stand behind that. It, I added it to my list. Of, I'm like up to, you know, about 30 movies so far this year. And it is really high. Like it'll never make my, <laughs> not even my top 20 by the time it's over, but. It's uncomfortably high on my list. <laughs> so if you were thinking about seeing it, you know, it's worth seeing for the spectacle and the, and the yeah, dumbness. I mean, that kind of movie should just entertain you. And if it does that, then it, what yeah, more do you want? It, it did. I, Except more Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, it yeah. should have had more Jeff Goldblum. <sighs> anybody else see anything? Did anybody else see Incredibles 2? Oh, yeah. I did see that. And I want to talk about my theater experience in Incredibles 2. <laughs> oh, good, everybody. <laughs> I had to punch out a kid. <laughs> <laughs> so, like many families, we had anticipated this movie for a long time. So we 14 actually, years. 14 years, in fact. So we actually ended up going on opening night. Now, I never go opening night to anything. and we, So we went Thursday night, 7 p.m., the very first showing in Marietta. Theater is packed. Getting that Disney experience of standing in line and very similar. Very <laughs> yeah. similar. You should have flashed your fast pass. <laughs> yes. Your your little kapow wristband. Right. I could have used that. So we ended up got really good seats somewhere I imagine in your row. Oh. It was about that situation right in the center. Okay. <laughs> oh, he's his butt groove is gonna mess I up. I know, here. that's why yeah. I'm already worried yeah. about it. <laughs> well, it wasn't roped off or anything. <laughs> what? <laughs> It was a Thursday night. So, anyways, so theater number five, the large theater, of course, it's the big movie of the week. Theater's packed. Now, here's the thing, because 14 years in between sequels, this movie is full of families like my own. A lot of little kids, little kids sitting behind us with a couple women, moms, that type of thing. An unbelievable amount of, like, 18 to 24-year-old males. Who, who, who the were, demographic they're yes, tuned for. They, they were coming in in, like, herds together. Very excited to see this movie. So, I obviously... It's a murder of 18 to 25. <laughs> I, I think it's, can, a, it's an axe body spray. <laughs> yeah, there was... There, there was an aura in the theater. <laughs> an aura. Of an aura. <laughs> so anyways, um, it's a packed theater, packed house, full of kids and very young adults who obviously grew up um, in their childhood, the Incredibles movie. <clears throat> we had a group right behind my daughter, woman, talk through the entire movie. My daughter is going crazy over there. I'm like, what? She's the HBIC. Why didn't she do something? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was like, what's going on over there? And I hear, this woman won't stop talking. <laughs> and she, has Cheryl taught her nothing? Well, I know. She should have turned around with a very... Shot in the face with an arrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least you, what do you call her? Uh, you, you hag. What was the... 
You hatchet face hag. Yeah, <laughs> a pig people or uh, um, just a uh, you know a ragamuffin. Mm. You family of ragamuffins, shut up. Um, so, anyways, the movie itself was the opposite of Jurassic World. It was wonderful. Highly, I right as every bit good as the original. Um, Could have used a little bit more Edna mode in the, you know, she kind of had one big scene more or less and that was it. It was very funny. But um, uh, as a whole, I thought it picked up right where, you know, it left off. Now, it had, there were some noticeable things that were very, you know, on the cusp of today's family life, I noticed. You know, this is very much a, a, you know, mom Dad has lost his job. We've lost the house. And we... Mom has to go out and get the job and be the hero. That type of thing. Um, The villains were, you know, whatever. The main villain... I was just... It kind of wasn't about that in a lot of ways. I mean, the screen slaver was very, you know, a today villain. Everybody's in... But they didn't use it in a today way. No. It was very... Um, they could. I, I all I could think was they could have made that much more relevant to. They could have, and they. Yeah. I think it has a lot to do with they're trying to have this retro feel, right? Because I did, and I saw this later. Somebody pointed out where the one of the newspapers, as they're reading it, has a date on it, and it's like 1962. Oh, really? So that made that. a lot. I didn't know that they'd actually nailed down a date of when this is. Yeah, so that made a lot more sense after I. Okay. Had heard that, but whatever. So, um, anyways, terrific movie. Um, there were a couple things in there, you know, uh, I'll give credit to Bob Collar, the Resort Loop, um, podcast. I was just listening to their review and they're Thanks for in, listening, Bob. Yeah. Bob's up in Cleveland. Um, but him and his wife I pointed out. I thought he was going to say Bob Iger. I thought, yeah. <laughs> I thought he was going to say Bob's up in Uganda. <laughs> but he made a good point of something I did not put together. Uh, just a little Easter egg in there with Craig T. Nelson. The scene where he's... Um, it's in the preview, so it's not a big spoiler. Okay. But where Jack-Jack disappears into another dimension, the baby. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, cookie, num-num, trying to get him to come back. And that was very poltergeist, which Craig T. Nelson... Craig T. Nelson. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, but... That- there's some. They do a lot of callbacks in those movies. Right. I was thinking of the first one we watched, Incredibles one last week to prepare for this. Yeah. And I have not watched it for a decade, and it's so good. And there's a scene where I'd never caught till this time, where early on in the movie, Frozen standing there and they're inside, and he does. You know, he needs water. He's reaching over to the water fountain to take a drink, and the cops like got the gun on him, and he's like, "Don't." He's like, I'm just going to get this drink of water. And it's it's just exactly the same scene as in Die Hard with a Vengeance where the phone's <laughs> ringing and Samuel Jackson's like, I'm going to answer this phone. And I'm like, that is so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But we love the movie. Um, and it was, a, it was a really, honestly, other than the lady talking, it was a really good um, opening night experience. Because everybody was so excited about the movie, um, at the after the movie was over, everybody actually applauded. Like there were a couple woohoo's, and I mean, people were cheering and clapping. And I was like, "Well, that was you know, for nothing else, it was a fun experience for us to to be able to, as a family to go on opening night and everybody 
loving it and yeah, being I like, really I like those like I, I like to see Star Wars with the first crowd and stuff. Mm-hmm. I like the for big movies like that. Yeah, well, that's that's what floored me about an article I saw a couple of days before it opened. It was saying like, you know, opening box office expected to be I think they said like 75 to 80 million and I was like are you kidding me <laughs> yeah, for right. a Pixar movie that's yeah. this anticipated and yeah. then the next week I see articles oh it shatters expectation with 200 million dollar a week and it's like who was underestimating this movie <laughs> they're scared they thought they, they're they thinking a Star Wars movie which is a sure thing did not do anything so like people are scared to really predict too big and be disappointed. I I also went and saw it, and I I'm guessing that I know somebody was in the theater when you were because there was kids sitting behind us. Bucky, no, probably, <laughs> but there's kids that it might have been Bucky. <laughs> kids that behind us that had already seen it. Yeah. So they're sitting there. They get up 27 times. They're like, "Oh, this is a boring part. Let's go out here oh. and walk around." And they're I want to turn around to their grandma and say, "Tell them kids to set the hell down and not get up anymore." Anyway, it was good. It was good. It de- in my personal opinion, it did not live up to the first one, but I don't see. I, I didn't expect that. I, I I was very. I enjoyed it. I thought it was very good. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I I don't have anything really negative to say about it, except how in the world did everybody at Disney decide it was a smart idea to risk seizures? And people by yeah. having these flashing lights that ever in the theater now, and you see it everywhere. There's signs warning: there are aggressively flashing lights in this movie right. that may cause seizures. If you're susceptible to that, we don't know why we put it in the movie, <laughs> but be careful. Yeah, I actually at the view at our viewing, I, that thought came across through my head because my mother-in-law is epileptic. Mm. And I know, like I severely, know, yeah, I know a guy that is too, and he would not react well to that. No, yeah, that just seems so dumb. It was unnecessary because you could have got the point across another way. Mm-hmm. What'd you think of the short? Oh my gosh, there's a lot of people that didn't like that, and I liked really, it. I loved it. Yeah, so the the short is called uh, Bayo. Bow. Like, ba- I thought they were called Bayo buns. Uh, okay. Either well, I, way, I, I, I'm, I hate to throw this around, but I, I heard it from an Asian man. <laughs> it must be true. <laughs> Too many carbs, I believe. Yeah, I don't even know. <laughs> so, anyways, um, it was funny because I was like, "Oh, this is really cute." As we're watching it, and at the end of the uh, end of the short, I look over at Carly, my daughter, mm. and and she's, she's crying because that lady's talking. Yeah. She, no, <laughs> not because of the lady. Um, but yeah, she's got tears like rolling down her face. I was like, really for the short, but okay. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, I, I, I felt some emotion from it at the end, definitely. I, and I, where we didn't know where it was going and we can't spoil anything, but I had some thoughts about it, but I don't, yeah, I can't say them now, but it, I thought they did a really, really good job with that. I like those short emotional shorts. Those yeah. Are good. I well, love did, the shorts. Did Incredibles have that emotional punch most Pixar movies do? Did it have the, you know, I don't think so. I don't yeah. think it did. Not to that degree. It just wasn't that type of movie. The thing that it didn't have, having just watched them back to back, I realized what I loved the most about Incredibles is not hardly in Incredibles 2. And that is the James Bond feel. To there are so many shots in the original Incredibles where I mean they do fantastic things. There's great action in both of them, um, but 
some of the shots like in the first one where Jack Jack's getting chased by the blades and when he goes underwater to avoid them and they're exploding, he it's like slow motion, him underwater and the mm-hmm. I mean it's such some of those shots are so James Bond and mm-hmm. it just puts the perfect touch on it. There wasn't as much of this. There was some incredible to you know, I'm gonna throw that word out here, some incredible action. Yeah. With Elastigirl. That yeah, was there was just really great scenes there. I think I really the part I probably enjoyed the most was just the the family dynamic of the pars because it, it you know it's very retro but they tried to go out on a limb and you know it's a situation where that I've been in where suddenly um, dad's used to working all the time and then suddenly I'm the one home all the time and mom has switched jobs and she's working long hours and it's like dad. Does yeah. things differently? He gets things done, but he doesn't do them the same way. Yeah, I thought and, they, they pulled that off. Doing that, do, taking right. taking a family dynamic, the second one, just like they did the first. Yeah. You know, like oh, they may be doing these incredible things, but oh, don't turn here, don't go downtown. Right. We'll miss we'll get caught in traffic. You know, all that stuff. It, there, there is one scene at um, where Bob, Mister Incredible, takes the kids to the diner. Because he's trying to don't don't yeah, spoil anything. Set something up, and I mean, I had I had a laugh. I mean, like a burst out loud of laughter in that theater. Like it, I mean, it, it and cracked the, me. The woman up. behind, he's like, shh. Yeah, <laughs> she reached over, tried to hold my hand. So, but yeah, absolutely loved it. Um, I I was I. I it was a, you know, Pixar movie. You can't, I can't fault it really in, very yeah, hard I, on there, the There are things to point out about it that I had problems with, but for the most part, it was, it was a success. Yeah. Ah. Uh, anything else? I've gotten way behind on my essential movie list. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I can run down the last couple months real quick if we wanted to see oh, what, yeah. see what I missed. It. Do it. Uh, April, before my unfortunate illness, I got seven movies done oh that month. Oh my gosh. Uh, first one was Forrest Gump. Man, mm-hmm. it's been a long time since I, I never, I never loved that. It, that didn't age. I imagine me. that it doesn't. I think I kind of liked the first time. It won, you won an Oscar for that. It won a yeah. lot of Oscars. Yeah. Six, I think six Oscars. Crazy. And Pulp Fiction came out that same year. I know. Forrest Gump beat it on everything. A fine movie, but just... mm, Great great soundtrack. I had a problem with the soundtrack. What? Watching it now. Well, because every... You know, it jumps... It goes like 40 years of Right. I almost said continuity. 40 (laughs) years of time. It's the the whole century, you know. Mm. And every song they play... It's like, oh, that's a song. That's the Vietnam song. Yeah, it's so oh, obvious. That's the, like, there's no like deep cuts. It's all the most obvious songs. That's like how classic rock that's songs. how Kong Skull Island felt. It's like, let's play that classic rock song. Maybe you should watch Forrest Gump and IMAX. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, then I watched Sunset Boulevard, which I had never seen before. I watched that in the last couple months. Yeah. Also, I, not. You know, it's again, it's from the fifties, but right. um, I said I was kind of shocked. It it's not kind to the movie industry. No, 
and be, you know, the 19, you know, it was 1950, which is... It was the know, thing they're still dealing with yeah. today. So. That, that was a very glitz and glamour era, and this was like, now Hollywood's a messed up place, so I appreciate it. I didn't, that. I was, yeah, exactly like what you're saying. I appreciate it, but I wasn't. I didn't yeah. love it. I'll, never, I'll probably never watch it again. And that, yeah, that, you know, the famous Norma Desmond character, it's like, she is so chewing the scenery. Mm. It's like, it's an iconic she scared role. me. Yeah, like she was almost like a witch. Everything, I, yeah, yeah, it was like I watched Wizard of Oz. Uh, oh yeah, for yeah. my June list okay. in the future. But yeah, it was very like ah, am I pretty? Right. Like it was that kind of level. Uh, I watched Braveheart. Yeah, which I I when that movie came out, actually I think that was the first R-rated movie I rented, and I was only like sixteen. Yeah, so like, and I was nervous about. Well, are they gonna let me rent this? And I was oh, like, yeah. I was worried about it, but I, I watched that movie over and over and over and over again when yeah. I was a kid. I love that movie, and I, I want to try to, because I'm so woke now that you know, oh, Mel Gibson should right. be a pariah, but he's so good in it. You have to sometimes separate the art from yeah. the artist, and I mean, his Scottish accent, you know, maybe not, but yeah. I, I just he's so charming. <laughs> I remember and, loving that movie and everything in that movie, like, oh, so good. And I didn't realize, again, MVP Mr. Jared Lowe pointed out, uh, Brendan Gleeson from that movie, his friend, the big guy, guy yeah. hits with the rock, hmm. who was in like 28 Days Later. Right. Like, yeah. I love him as a character actor. He is the father of, what, Dom Hall? Doom Hall? How do you oh, say his Dom name? Gleason. Dom Hall. Donald. Gleason. Donald. Hall. <laughs> Just, Donald. It's, like, it's like Donald without the D. Donald. Second D. Donald. I, Donald. Get over here, Donald. But I, I don't know why two Scottish guys named Gleason who then are actors click with, you, with blondish hair, reddish light reddish right. hair mm-hmm. who look kind of alike. But yeah, I didn't realize that. But I did not yeah. either. So interesting. Uh, Back to the Future. I never heard of it. <laughs> Enough said. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jesse. We're not going to talk about Back to the Future. Uh, Bonnie and Clyde. Hmm. Which again, it's another movie I kind of appreciate. Fade but on away. It's yeah. not something I want to watch over and over again. Yeah. It's 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 important in history, but yeah. mm. uh, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Ooh, I I, I love that movie. Yeah. yeah. Again, no. it's one where like it's amazing a movie made in 1939. <laughs> right. We're still dealing with right. the same crap. I just like Jimmy Stewart. I do too. Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Anything he's in is. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, there's a corrupt senator, and he's learned that Washington, you know, he's a very patriotic American who believes in the ideals and stuff, and he learns. And the whole, like, last half hour, 45 minutes, it's all about the media trying to sway, this guy's a comic. Well, wouldn't be that, but, like, it's, you know, people who own a giant newspaper are trying to say, don't listen to that, it's nonsense. And it's like, that's the exact same stuff we're still dealing with. And then there was kind of like homegrown, like kids were printing their own like leaflets and stuff. So it's like, you know, the bloggers and things oh, versus yeah. the giant conglomerates. So anyway. <laughs> um, and then Silence of the Lambs, which I, I was relieved because I, I kind of read through your, what you'd written. Kind of? Yeah. Kind of. That's nice. Thank you for your attention. Thanks for admitting it. <laughs> I read the whole thing, George. Okay. But, um. Well, I figured I'd get some grief for this one. No, you said you weren't a big fan of that movie. I just don't, I don't like it. I never have been. <laughs> I like it. So we outvote 
Yeah. All right. We're not that. Let me find that bumper. No, I uh, don't do it. I uh, one job. No, yeah. <laughs> Not, you can't just pick a movie. You can't just vote a movie. No, we're erasing it from existence. <laughs> I'm the bearer of the rules. Clip, you can grab that almanac right yeah. there. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it'll send your fingers. Don't touch. I I happen to like Silent Hill, and everyone else on the planet does too. So yeah. I so I don't feel that out. I'm not saying you're I'm right or not like yeah. it. There, it's not a perfect movie. I could see somebody not liking it, but I'm one of those weird. I've never watched any of the sequels. Never read any mm. of the books. Didn't watch the TV show. Just the first one just didn't do anything for me, so I never... Well, if you don't like that, you're not going to like the rest of it. Yeah. No. Sorry, everyone. Okay, that was April. Uh, May. I got four movies watched. Barely. Refer to you weren't working. What the hell were you <laughs> yeah. doing? Refer to previous hour of the podcast. You could have really come up with some prime reviews. <laughs> during- <laughs> yeah. I've got my portable DVD player and all the gasoline and water. As I stare at the milk on the counter, I ponder. <laughs> uh, I almost died. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we'd get some laughs out of my mortality. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, well, one of the movies I watched seemed like it was seven hours long. Bridge on the River Kwai. Oh, Alec Guinness. I had never seen it before, and my attention span wasn't where it should be. It took me about ten, ten uh, entries to watch. I watched, like, 15 or 20-minute mm. chunks. Mm-hmm. I hated that movie as a kid. Because I remember it be, I didn't care, you know, I'm talking as a child, yeah. and that would be on TV, and it just seemed long, and could we watch anything else? Yeah. I don't know if I, I haven't seen it since then, so I wouldn't be able to know whether it was any good. No, so I had no. never seen it. No, it was fine. It was three hours. Alec Guinness was great. I've never seen him in anything but Star Wars, so mm-hmm. I was very impressed with him. And it dealt with, you know, their cap, it was a Japanese labor camp, basically. In World War Two, and there's the head of it was like a three dimensional character. He wasn't just an evil Japanese guy. So there, we didn't get much from the other cultures and things, but it wasn't what you kind of you're afraid of of those old movies where it's just very cliched and oh the British are the heroes and the Japanese are savages like that kind of like they gave the villain some actual depth and stuff, which was nice. Um, then I watched uh, Solo. In theaters and had to go back and watch Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back, mm-hmm. which is the only Star Wars movie on the poster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would say, yeah, the first one would be the essential Star Wars. But everyone, you know, they say Empire is a. Most people, have, the Empire is their favorite yeah, of all so, of them. But to put on a poster. I agree. Come on. Yeah. So, yeah, rewatched Empire a couple of days after Solo, so it was kind of nice to go back and see. Those <laughs> I made me realize I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to see a movie of a young Han Solo? Well, watch Star Wars. He's very young. <laughs> He's not like a grizzled old man. He's very baby faced, and and just yeah, him and Carrie Fisher, their their chemistry is so good through those movies. Yeah. Breaking uh, news: Empire Strikes Back is good. <laughs> I had to be sure. Okay. Uh, City of God. Oh yeah, that that's went, a, not a lot. Well, yeah, it's good. A Brazilian movie from 2002. Um, Do you like it? I, I, yeah, I really I'd seen like it. it. I'd seen it a while ago. I didn't remember much about it, but it's like 
it's follow these kids in a slum area uh, called the City of God. See you, Dodd Day. God. <laughs> uh, we're trying to appeal to all. I of thought them. I was bilingual. <laughs> we used to languages. Deuce, the, these. <laughs> Just go on. <laughs> I took Spanish. Um, Dios mío. Ciudad de Dios. Ding, ding, ding. Dios mío. Um, yeah, so it's these kids growing up in a slum outside of a huge city. And, you know, they turn to, you either turn to crime or you have to work your fingers to the bone. And it kind of tracks these kids growing up well before their time. Um, it had some flashes. It felt very, it felt very 90s. It felt very Tarantino inspired. The way it was kind of edited and like it jumps back and forth in time. So it, it was kind of dated in that way, but it was still, I, I still really liked it. I'm, I don't know I'd call it essential, but it's still a good story. And it's based on a real story. Um, it's a guy, he became a photographer later in life working at newspapers and magazines. So this was his life story. So it's based on the true story. Mm-hmm. Um, then I watched for the final movie, West Side Story. Ooh, was there a lot of snapping fingers and stuff? In I, see, I was kind of, I liked that movie when I saw it years ago, but I didn't remember why. And <laughs> like, could you I figure it out? It's like, I'm not a musical fan. <laughs> it, it's kind of silly. It's It's ridiculous. But I don't know. That movie started, and they start snapping their fingers, and I was like, "Yeah, when you're a jet." I was like into it, and I, I still can't explain why. But it's it's a rough and tough street gang who are like doing pirouettes and stuff. But I, for some reason, it just works. You buy into that reality, and you know Natalie Wood, Is, yeah, I like Rita Natalie. Moreno, just uh, just I, I don't know. As a musical, it's probably the best musical. That's one of the few I, I can watch sit it. through. So. Yeah, I need to. Watch. I've never really watched it. That's a hole in my catalog. It is essential. <laughs> it's on the so, poster. I am up to thirty-eight out of a hundred. Wow. So where's the? What's the percentage there? Uh, of well, you know it's thirty-eight, 38%. but I, I mean, uh, uh, compared to where we're at, so uh, you're in well, big trouble. At the end the of June, I count it, the way I count it, you're way off. That's what I'm thinking. At the end of June, is movies. half. Is half the year, yeah. so I got to get to fifty by the end of June. Oh my so god, I'm gonna be behind. Yeah, insert, yeah. You can check insert out skate joke. You can check out uh, <laughs> my full reviews and all the information and what the poster looks like pre and post being scratched off. Mm. This is the one you use a quarter and scratch off the little shiny part, and it reveals. Uh, a cool image from the film at blow words. At blow blow words. words. Sorry, L O W E. Always end up sidetracked when I put in blow words. Lowwords.wordpress.com <laughs> <laughs> for full year-long movie tracking. Hmm. Cool. That's awesome. I, li- I like following that. I I gotta say I watched a couple other movies in theaters that I wanted to point out. Uh, of note, the there was a movie called Upgrade that I went and saw, and at the very least, watch the trailer. Everyone should look up the trailer because it's tremendous. The trailer kind of that felt like the movie. That's the me. movie. So <laughs> just watch the trailer. The movie's fine. I enjoyed it, but the best part it, parts are in the trailer. So now the best part is when you said you're going to see it, and Cliff used a GIF from Idiocracy because every time I hear the word upgrade Me too. I hear 
my in my Rudolph upgrade. saying upgrade. <laughs> <laughs> and the other movie I saw was Hereditary, which was getting a lot of mm, rain. My son saw this. Oh, really? What yeah. did he say? He said it sucked. <laughs> okay. Uh, He's honestly. He said he he went with his girlfriend the other night to see it, and uh, I was I said, "What do you see?" And he goes, "Hereditary." I said, "Ooh." He goes, yeah, I wanted to go see Incredibles 2 again, but she wouldn't go. <laughs> I want to see Stargate. Um, Wait a minute. They, yeah, they, uh, I, I can see and I've heard that a lot of teenagers going in expecting some trash horror movie mm-hmm. are not getting what they signed up for. That's why I hate those dishonest trailers mm. trying to trick you into going. Like, if you are not going to like this movie, don't try and trick me into seeing it. Don't right. make it something it's not. God, that could be a new segment. Dishonest trailers. Yeah. Because it's, it, uh, it's it's a smarter movie than those. Tony Collette, the, the, the big flashing sign here is Tony Collette is in it. We all know that she's good. This is the best thing she's ever done. Like, you, you have to watch... Let's play the drop, Cliff. What? One job. Yeah, one job. Tony Collette. Oh, oh. hereditary. <laughs> Rap. <laughs> oh, gosh. No good if we got to wait. One job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, anyway, you guys have to see the movie before we vote. Uh, anyway, I just thought she was tremendous. I, I even... Dare I mean I, I dared to say that Kobe was like it may be the be- one of the best things I've ever seen anybody do like she was just so good she had, I kind of wrote her off early on like there, she got a lot of talk early with Sixth Sense and things and I was like eh she was good but I wasn't like watching for her mm-hmm. well that's what rewatching Sixth Sense for I remember you poster, saying that like. Cause I yeah, when you watch Sixth Sense, like oh Bruce Willis is so great, but like I forgot I I forgot she was even in it. Yeah, that's how little she really you know impacts the the plot or whatever. But like she was super good in that movie. Yeah, I need to watch that again. Watching <clears throat> her, anyway, she was great. And I and, and she's I, dead the whole time. You'll never see it. That's uh, crazy. That's <laughs> crazy. Spoiler. Um. Anyway, I I didn't love Hereditary, but I loved her. And the more it's one of those movies you gotta. You kind of think about for a while afterwards, and I, I like it more the more I think about it. But uh, I like the ending. Well, um, what else you got? I got to give you some news. Just some movie news that is just blowing my brain up. Okay, because I I can't believe what's going on. I've said before, my favorite director is Quentin Tarantino. Most anticipated movie on the horizon for me is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood next August next year. Uh, the cast is going insane. Have you seen these names? Tony Collette? No. But I, I hope by the time it's over, she's in there. We already had Brad Pitt, Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio, Margot Robbie. We had, uh, I can't remember who else we had. But now we have Burt Reynolds, Michael Madsen, Tim Roth, Kurt should be on the $5 Bill Russell. Timothy Oliphant, James Marsden, Dakota Fanning, Damian Lewis, and Al Pacino. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> there was somebody else the other day announced too. I, I can't remember. That is so many. That's impressive. Good people. Yeah. I can't. I can't even stand it. I can't wait for this movie. Like it. I'm honestly kind of scared. Like there's gonna be no room for any of these people to do much. Mm. That's my only worry. But man, talk about. 
star power deck. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just like but, yeah. I, I, it's a lot. Everybody wants to be a part of one of his last couple movies. Yeah, Tarantino to use does a good job juggling, even if the, you know Christopher Walken in one scene mm. or whatever. You might just see. Right. Yeah. I can't wait. Can't wait. Yeah, I watched one movie. I actually watched it on HBO, but I was going to bring it up last time and I totally forgot. And I watched a movie called Fist Fight with oh, Charlie Day I saw that. And, and, and Ice, Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I'll, I'm going to sit here. I, I, it was late one night. And I was like, I'm just going to watch it, see what happens. I like Charlie Day. I like Ice Cube. And it was just, if you like Charlie Day and Ice Cube, that's exactly what you're going to get. I am the target demo for that movie because <laughs> I love them both. <laughs> But I thought it was, I thought it was cute. I mean, it was funny. I have it recorded. They play teachers. Yeah. And um they're going to have a fist fight. Yeah, and they're going to have a fist that's fight. That's all you need to that's, know. That's the premise. But I mean, as an odd couple, who is more perfect than like the <laughs> stoic, you know, does ice not cube, smile yeah. ice cube versus the manic like I don't even know what I'm doing. Char- you know, Charlie Day is pretty good. Yeah, Charlie bad. Foot mad. Um Guys, we have been talking a long time. We yeah, got very well, far. we we weren't doing a, a Star Wars segment tonight, but what is going on? Well, there weren't going to be any spinoffs, and now I there think might. it's early. That, Do we know anything? I think people are reporting a lot of stuff that they don't really know. Yet. So yeah. Solo kind of doesn't do very good, and people panicked and yeah. burned the house down. Yeah, yeah. man, shut yeah. them all down. <laughs> I think they're just people are. Probably heard a comment and they don't know what they're talking about. I just about. didn't know if Cliff had any insight. Yeah, 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 I mean, that. They kind of went back and forth over a couple of days. Every, d- every day or every hour it kind of changes one way or the other. So I, I don't have much to say about it. I can't imagine that this movie is really going to affect it that deeply that, oh, we're not going to make any more Star Wars movies other than the saga. You know, I, I just, I understand that you know, every six months we're getting a Star Wars movie at this point. And that can seem like a little much. Um, you almost don't get a chance to digest the previous movie and we've moved on to, you know, here's the new one. Yeah, people are still complaining about Last Jedi. Right, I don't right. have time to go to Solo. Yeah, and the Star Wars, you know, fan community right now is so almost toxic right now just because people are still like, I'm not done complaining about Last Jedi. Um that, don't uh, even go into the new. Yeah, yeah. Thing. So I don't really know. Um, I don't think anybody really outside of Kathleen Kennedy and Bob Iger and Dave Filoni Basically probably really thing, know what's going on. The only thing on. they did say is for sure what is still going on is the Ryan Johnson trilogy and the ben, uh, Weiss and Benioff yeah. movies they're doing. And the John Favreau television show. Yeah, as far other than that, the other stuff, they have not canceled anything as far as they, they're saying. They hadn't even announced anything yeah. to cancel. Yeah. That's that's the kicker. But right. at least we're changing and canceling stuff before they're halfway filmed. Right. <laughs> right. That's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Okay, I, I know we got all this stuff on the table, but I want to get this in. I promised one every week, so get your clip ready this time. We're actually going to do one job. One job forever? Look, I have one job on this lousy ship. It's stupid, but I'm gonna do it, okay? You talker. You had one job to do. Alright, guys, I'm gonna get this over with, because I know that Cliff's gonna pitch a hissy fit, <laughs> and it just needs to be done. So, we're doing Tom Cruise. Oh. 
Oh. Oh. I was going to let... We were supposed to have a mystery guest tonight. He's such a mystery he's not here. I was going <laughs> to let him pick, so this is my backup for this week. So, guys, any thoughts on what role... Yeah. Sure. Tom Cruise. This is... So, it could be more than one movie if you wanted to do that, but, you know... Anything he made after 1995, I consider crap. Okay. Just throwing it out What's, there. So, <laughs> so you're a cocktail Rain Man guy? Yes. Cocktail, Risky Business. Risky Business is a fantastic yes. movie. Sometimes, Cliff, you just got to say, what the, you know. Right. And do it. That's a great movie. That would be a great pick. Yeah. Um, uh, well, so I'll list some off here. Okay, we'll try. We'll go back here in, in your your realm. Uh, I mean, when he was real young, he was in like The Outsiders, yeah. Taps, mm-hmm. All the Right Moves. Which, Taps is a great movie. Taps is good. Yeah, uh, I watched All the Right Moves recently. Craig T. Nelson. <laughs> yeah. It is so bad. <laughs> is that the that's the football movie? Yeah, with so, Corey Haim. No. no, 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 no. This is Leah Thompson, Craig T. Nelson, and him. Uh, Somebody else, I don't know. Anyway, it's awful. But I will say, Tom Cruise is the best thing about it. <laughs> He's he he still gives his all. Then we got oh, far and away. Uh, uh, let's see, cocktail, cocktail, days of thunder, yeah. the firm. Yeah. Uh, it's got Wilford Brimley in there. Diabetes. Um, Diabetes. Color of money, I think, is a underrated performance by him. That's a that's a really good movie. Him and Paul Newman. Okay, IMDb sucks on phones. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm using yeah. a different app. Um, we had Night and Day, Valkyrie, uh, Jack Reacher movies, Risky Business, Vanilla Sky, A Few Good Men. He probably should have. That should have probably been his. He's not an award guy. He doesn't give those kind of performances. He give. He's an entertainer, uh, and I think that might have been the closest he could have. Ever been to an Oscar uh, thing or Born on the Fourth of July? There's one more. Born on the Fourth of July. Whoa, what, what, what's your one more? It might be my pick. So hold okay, on. okay. Uh, we got. I watched American Made the other day. It was on HBO. It was not good. Um, uh, I'm trying to leave out my pick. Let's see. We got Top Gun. That's you know, that's a movie. I'm, that's a movie. <laughs> but it's before 1995. <laughs> That Top Gun played. That's the kind of high quality commentary you get. Yeah. That movie was my friend had a had a home home entertainment store and on their big screen in there back in the day. Just played Top Gun Laserdisc constantly, and I've heard so much Harold Faltermeyer soundtrack <laughs> and uh, what's the name Kenny Loggins and stuff. But oh, that, but the um, mm. yeah, all that, but. It was, it was a good movie back then. Danger Zone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Making a sequel. Uh, War of the Worlds, Rain Man, um, Collateral. I bet oh. you're going to say Collateral. Tropic uh, Thunder. I forgot he was in oh, Tropic Thunder. Oh yeah, he gosh. was uh, yeah, the producer. Yeah, yeah that was good. Um, Eyes Wide Shut is... That is a weird movie. It is a weird movie, but I love that movie. It's on Netflix right now. I've, I've, I own it. I've seen it a billion times. I remember the first time I watched it, it was very, it affected me. Mm-hmm. Like, it just the, the whole, just the whole yeah. theme of it and stuff. I, I love that movie. Did you say Vanilla Sky? Yeah. I, I did. I okay. watched it recently again also because it has always been, 
uh, way up on my list because it's that type of weird figured out movie and it's very 2000 it came out in 2000 I think and it's very of that era it's got a little bit of that in it that you know maybe it lo- it, it loses half a star for me but it's still great ending it's got five dollar bill Kurt Russell on it uh Magnolia fantastic performance in that great movie um Edge of Tomorrow was a fantastic movie I mean we're, I've named like 25 movies right there that are... There There are not many movie stars today, and he's one of them. So love him or hate him, you got to give him credit. He's one of those few above-the-title, quote-unquote, movie stars that everyone and your grandma to your nephew know who, exactly who he is. So does anybody want to jump in with their pick? I've left out my pick. Yeah, I, I think I know what it is. But, um, yeah, for me, it's... It sounds silly, but it's probably it's either risky business or cocktail, because I just don't like Tom Cruise, and the characters he pr- portrays are, are, are typically scumbags. Um, so I will throw risky business is probably my pick. It's like one of the very few movies of his I actually like. All right, if it comes down to James Franco. And Tom Cruise. Who, do you, Ooh, who would you cast? Remember, oh there's two James Franco. God, who would... <laughs> oh. If you get rid of one, there's just another one ready to take his place. <laughs> like, I, I would just picture... like It's like, who could grin big enough? <laughs> That's my problem with Tom Cruise, is how phony he is. Yes. When you hear... You see him in a movie, he's acting as hard as he can. <laughs> and then you see him on a talk show, and he's like... Being Tom Cruise as hard as he can. Hey, like jumping on Oprah's yeah, couch he, and crap. But he just never seems natural to me. He always seems like he's got that smile. And, hey, everyone, I'm here to entertain you. Love me. And it's a it's a weird off-putting thing that I'm ne- I, I can never... He never loses himself in a role where mm-hmm. he'd be... Except maybe some of these early ones, Born of Fourth July, that kind of thing, He where he was less of a... Personality, yeah. but I don't know. Yeah, the last twenty years, yeah. every role is just bigger than life. Tom Cruise. Ever since that Scientology kicked in, the allegedly, <laughs> you're, you're always watching our court. Problems. I am. I am the capital. He's always counsel. Yeah, that's that's it. This is our legal plan. Any th- time anyone says anything questionable, Jordan jumps in and says allegedly. Okay. Well, this is hard. I I got it narrowed down to four that are from neither of your list. Uh, Rain <laughs> Man. Price. I I watched a bunch back in the day. I really like that movie. Love Dustin Hoffman. Totally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he Tom Cruise is a good like you know, frustrated big brother kind of thing. That was a good role. Got some good emotional stuff. In Top it. Gun. I, it's a just a dumb eighties classic that I can yeah. watch anytime. Yeah. A uh, few good men. I've probably seen more than both of us put together. I've watched anytime that show that movie's on TV. I have to stop and watch it. Am I being Just, clear, Chris? You, Lieutenant Weinberg. <laughs> what did Lieutenant Weinberg do? He was just sitting there. Why is he oh, get, and, and get the wrath of Jack Nicholson? Um, and you mentioned Magnolia. That to me is Tom Cruise's best performance. It is the most natural he's ever been, and the like. Because to me, it's he plays. He's like a motivational speaker for men. Go out there and get what you want. 
The girl. Tame that. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying Allegedly. to. Allegedly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like, you know, the secretary, you got to go up to her and tell her, you know, you're on a man. And, and he gives an interview where he's, and to me, it, it felt so close to his own personality where like, he's being phony and the interviewer's like getting to some personal stuff and he's breaking down and he doesn't want to admit this stuff. So that, it's Paul Thomas Anderson, just one of those movies with huge casts. It's my favorite thing Tom Cruise has ever done, but he's just such a small part of it. I don't know if I can call that my I, one role. I feel you. When I, as soon as I read Magnolia, I was like, that's going to be his. I, I, <laughs> I, I felt like it. And then, but I, I, my argument to that is it's so small, but it is great. It, it, it does. Frank, Frank TJ Mackey. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you mine. And it's so big, this role. It's so, it, it's over many movies. I, 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 are you making up your own rules here? No, I said, it's a he role. Said, he it's said. A, I've always said, uh, you're, okay. if you pick a role, it covers many movies. Um, okay. Action movies, I, I, we all love action movies if they're good. We, I, I love James Bond, spy movies, all, all those type of things. But I think the far superior franchise is Mission Impossible. Ethan Hunt, that first Brian De Palma, Mission Impossible 1996 movie is fantastic. Still holds up to this day. And where they may have hit a bump with the John Woo, I still love it. Mission Impossible 2. It has gone onward and upward. Mission Impossible 3, Philip Seymour Hoffman's in that. It's great. Uh, the scene at the beginning, Tom, him counting down 10 seconds that Tom Cruise has to plead with him for, you know, I believe it's his wife's life. And he goes through all these different emotions. Like, you want to see somebody acting. He is doing a great job. It's very entertaining. Uh, Mission Impossible 4, Ghost Protocol, uh, 5, Rogue Nation. We got 6, Fallout coming out. I can't wait. This guy nails it every time. There is no better ambassador for a movie that you're in than Tom Cruise. He sells it. And in a world of CGI that is crushing us from all angles, this guy does practical effects in all of these movies. And gets injured. Right. But he does it. For us. Yeah, for he does it for me. I'm so impressed by that. He... He does See, Cliff, we don't get the names ahead of time to prepare speeches. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we're at a distinct disadvantage. Hey, I, the, the, tonight I was going to ask that guy to name a name, but I had a backup here. He's... That guy. He just, that guy, whoever it is. <laughs> I said, for all I know, could I don't know the guy, so it could have been that guy who sat by at the movies last night. But... Boy, are he, you going to be in for a yeah, surprise. Yeah. He, he learned to fly a helicopter for these movies. He, for this next movie, he did, did, you know what a halo jump is? Mm-hmm. High altitude, low opening parachute jump. They go up to 25,000. I've jumped out of planes and I didn't do this. Go to 25,000 feet where you can't really breathe. Jump out and don't open until you get down to 2,000 feet, which is very low. And he did it 106 days in a row every night at the same time just for one short scene. That's that's amazing. He, because he's like, oh no, I want to do it. We're gonna do it. He j- jumped out a window and broke his ankle, or you know, to cross this building, broke his ankle. We all saw that clip. He was on the outside of the world's tallest building. He hung onto a plane as it took off. 
He does all these extreme motorcycle stunts. He held his breath underwater for six minutes for Rogue Nation. This, it's a gift, this action franchise. And I, I just, that's my vote. I know, yeah, I had this time to prepare. But I'm, give me this one. So what are the rules for a one to one to one time? Yeah. There, if, I mean, if, we'd have to figure that out. I have Michael's pick. Everyone want to hear Michael's pick? Yes. Yeah. It's totally worthless. And I knew nobody else was going to pick it as soon as he told me. Interview with a vampire. Wow, that is a very Michael K. Easton pick. <laughs> Well, like it was, I, it's yeah. less of a surprise. Last week when he picked um, Saving, Private, Saving Ryan. Private Ryan, that was surprising to me. This one was not surprising. So, yeah, he whatever I, mean, I, I tell him, but, pick what you like. I mean, yeah. I, there, again, there's no rules for what you can pick, but no. like, that's to me is more of an ensemble. Well, I don't know that Tom Cruise is the, the real standout. There's a In lot Mission of, Impossible. No, no, uh, <laughs> interview. Oh, interview. Oh, sorry. Whereas, yeah, Tom Cruise is yeah. carrying. Yeah, the, what? Well, yeah. I've only seen it once. It was didn't wow! I totally life. forgot about that movie. It's it's back there. You gonna change your? Oh, you and Michael. Oh, they take totally it. grab hey. the wheel. <laughs> you, can, you can totally steer us into the curb, and then Seth's hanging on to the car outside. Right. Doing his yeah, yeah. Could be. Anyway, yeah, he said yeah. interview of the vampire. Um, Christy sent her pick also when I asked him. Uh, it was Jerry Maguire. Uh, I said, uh, you don't get a vote, but you complete me. <laughs> <laughs> Which, that's a fine movie. Yeah. Mm. So, I don't know. What do we do now? I don't have a well, pick I, that I'm passionate about. Yeah, I don't either. That I, is worth fighting you for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It really isn't. Because <laughs> I'm not a fan. I, I love a lot of these movies, but I don't love them just because of Tom Cruise. Right, so, right. I see that. Yeah. Whatever. And again, Mission Impossible, I see every couple of years a new one comes out and I'll see the trailer and be like, eh. And then I'll get around to seeing it and I always like it. Mm. But I'm never, like you said, you're excited to see it. I'm never like, oh, a new Mission Impossible. It's it's just I happen to get around to it eventually. Right. Yeah. And they're never, I, they're never bad. I've only seen the first two. I think I saw them both in the theater. I didn't care for either one. Yeah. And it's probably... I don't know that it was a, oh, I just don't like Tom Cruise. I just, I don't know. Like, I barely remember them. I just remember not liking them and never going back and revisiting the property. I just always think, like you say, how he just seems like he's acting 24-7. And I totally agree with that. I think that's just a flaw he has. He doesn't know how to not do that. Um, but I, but from here and things where I read things on set and stuff, the people that work with him love it. They uh, they get to know him and just feel that it's genuine and stuff, even though he comes off definitely that way. As somebody that I am not a fan of, I would concede to any of these picks. Like it does. I like your. Pick. I do like your risky business pick, but I just that's not. I I like the other pick better. You know, I, I'm, yeah. Like I run. guess I'd hate to see Top Gun race out of history. We're gonna get Top Gun too. <laughs> <laughs> no, we uh, you know. I don't know. Maybe we'll have somebody pick Harold Faltermeyer's best things. We'll do Val Kilmer. <laughs> yeah. Iceman's coming back for, for two. Oh, all right. Yeah. All right. Mission Impossible. I'll switch, okay. I'll switch over. I love it. Thank you very much. I'll remember you when you guys are passionate about somebody. <laughs> I've told you that. I will. We're, this is a kapow thing. I want everybody to be happy. Um, so, great. So, in the annals of history, Tom Cruise's most important and only role is Ethan Hunt. 
Ah, great job. Okay. All we right. are like at 100 hour podcast. Right? Uh, we are at 1 hour 33 minutes. Yeah. What do you guys want to do? So let's do. Um, we just put the plug in there. Let's do uh, TV real quick. Okay, I will say next week, remind me, I watched Baywatch. Oh, it's on Prime now. It, uh, that's where I watched it. Um, yeah. So, with that. Yeah, I can't hold my sword. What the hell is a sticky maple? Run, fairy, run. That's what I do. I drink. Go get him, Supergirl. Well, what this guy look like, anyway? Oh, he's a little guy, kind of funny looking. Uh-huh. In what way? Oh, just in a general kind of way. Exterminate! Little pig, little pig! Let me in! These violent delights have violent ends. That's what she said. Groovy. Jordan, I would... I'm very curious... I would love to hear your opinion on Westworld. Westworld? It's a show on HBO. Have you ever heard of it? Didn't we used to talk about that? I have vague memories. What, did you watch it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. William, I, the way he, the thing ended with his daughter... I can't <laughs> I know. even... I can't... Right. I don't know where that's like, going to leave it. I no. really thought... That's beginning, beginning of, <laughs> I'm ready. Another hour and a half. This was your gift tonight, Seth. Me and Cliff caught up on Westworld. We are up to date. Oh my gosh. We there's still one episode left of the second season, yeah. so we might want to not get yeah. completely into it. Yeah, but. we probably can't really spoil much, but Oh, I don't know. Larry wants to know. Oh, does he? That's true. <laughs> I like the second season better than the first. I don't know what the consensus is out there, but I've I've enjoyed this more than the first one. The consensus is not that, but oh, okay. but I, I <laughs> allegedly, yeah, allegedly, <laughs> okay. But, but, but I mean, if most people are liking it, but yeah, it's not. It's a different thing than well, the first. I it yeah. took a turn. It I didn't watch the first season as you guys were going over it mm. very carefully. So I, I didn't binge it, but I watched maybe a few episodes a week. So I watched it pretty fast. And the first season's very repetitive. There's I like lo- that, though. That's that's the beauty but of it, time travel. Again, again, yeah. And that's the they're all on loops. They're all on loops that keep recurring. So obviously there's going to be repetition. But it was just the scale was it was small, and we didn't... Michael thought it was underwater. Like, we didn't know anything about the outside world or extra... What else is going on? And this second season has just blown it all open. And we're getting so much more information. And the characters are acting in unpredictable ways. And I, I just, I've liked that more, especially since I was kind of spoiled. I knew a lot of the things. Right. Because yeah, yeah. I've watched it a year later. Just yeah. through through hearing people talk, I a lot of them spoiled for season one. So. Right. And I was telling you the other day, like... I had only watched the first, I think, four episodes when we talked the other day about this. And um, I wasn't feeling the second season. And I kind of quit watching and then went back to it this week and caught up. And the second half of season two is, to me, way stronger than the first half. Like, it really went somewhere. Oh, there's there's some really great stuff. That 
the eighth episode is phenomenal. It is. It is. It, like, it, I mean, it's almost its own little story there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we, we got, like, we're having, like, many, like, we had a whole episode of, you know, Samurai. We had a short little Samurai yeah. movie yeah. in the middle of this epic and a short little story about Native Americans. And, like, we, there was no room for that in the first season. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, more room to breathe here. They've got their, their re-upped for stuff so they can have these special episodes. Yeah, I, I'm definitely enjoying it. But, uh, yeah, that, that episode nine really threw me for a loop yet. I watched it yesterday, so it's still, it's still pretty fresh, but I was just like, holy cow, this, I did not expect. Okay, I'm just gonna say this. If you don't want to be spoiled, we're, we're gonna talk about it here for five minutes, so skip ahead until you don't hear Westworldly stuff, but <laughs> it's our podcast, we'll do what we want. Um, talk about what blew you away. Well, just the the unraveling, like, I, I was with William um, in the whole scene with, with his daughter thinking, this is just a host, this is Ford, this is um, them trying to get to him, and I was with him, and then till the very end when, you know, and she's like, those are real people, and, and he turned around and mows her down, and then I was like, and then he realizes, you know, and I was like... And what's he, yeah, I mean, he's just... He's basically killed his wife. Right. And now he's killed his daughter. <laughs> and he's digging in his arm because that's, that's the universal sign for I'm for the a host. Yeah. And he's just like wanting to be a host. So right. That. He's like, I'm looking for this because then I can blame it on four. Yeah. yeah. Then, then I can say, I didn't do this. I can't have just done this. You know? See, I'm the opposite. I, I believe the daughter from the minute she showed up. Oh, I did and I, I, I'm watching William unravel. I'm like, don't do that. Like, quit talking to Ford. Yeah. So yeah. I, I didn't think. I she never was once a host. thought that she was a, a host. But yeah, I never was believing him at all. He's, a, he, he's just so focused on that game and Ford. And but it's just such a when you watch it, there's such a parallel between a lot of characters. Uh, but him. And Dolores have all you know from the first season. They're a, they're a match. He's his everything he does is about Dolores, and he's always just been obsessed with her. And now she is basically just a copy of him. I mean, she in this very last episode. Oh my God! To kill Teddy, Teddy kills himself, just like so. <sighs> she she basically killed her man, just like he killed. It, you know, he, she forced her mate to kill himself, just like he did with his wife. And I that was that was hard to watch Teddy go through all that. Like he's such a good-hearted, oh. innocent <laughs> robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I remembered watching it uh, doing our we did our top ten heroes list or whatever. What was it? Yeah, top yeah. ten hero. Yeah. And you said Maeve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't watched the series, and I was like, oh, not Dolores. And you're like, no, Maeve is way better. And I'm like, oh, I thought Dolores was the protagonist. Oh, well, silly me. And we're going through it. Yes, Maeve is, <laughs> right. Maeve is the one we're rooting for. Dolores is the one I'm scared to death of. Right. right. Although Dolores, I, she's cut such a striking figure in that, like, that blue dress and the sleeveless, the sleeveless shirt and the bandolier just riding through town on a horse. Like, I, the costume design is just A plus for her. She, she looks so awesome. Oh, man. It's so it's so good. I, I love it. I have some thoughts about the last episode, but I don't want I want everybody to just experience it. I kind of see something coming, 
Uh, I'm expecting it to be pretty good. We could probably devote a whole episode to uh, that, that season two. Ne- next time we record, we'll we'll just really go okay. over the whole thing. Spoilers over. Yes. Spoilers over. We now resume. Uh, and uh, face off. Does anyone watch that on the Sci Fi Channel? No. No. The but I always com- think it's the movie, and I get ready to tape it, <laughs> and then I'm like, no, this is face off the other thing. This is like the. Basically, like Hollywood special effects makeup reality yeah. competition. Right. Um, well, season thirteen has started, and it's the All Star season. So they brought back twelve crowd favorites, and they're calling it a battle royale. So each week they would eliminate one person, like any reality show, whoever was weakest that week. But this year they're making two of them compete every week. So it's like a head to head thing, and they're going to pick a winner and a loser each week. And so they they yeah. change up all the rules. But the reason I bring it up is in season nine, uh, there's a gentleman named Jordan Patton, who is from this region. Um, I believe he lives in Pittsburgh now. Okay. But uh, he's the creator of Deadnecks, which uh, they're on Facebook, and they've done a couple Kickstarters. Um, They're doing, like, these animated, I think, I don't know if they're shorts or full length or whatever. But uh, he's a local guy. He's got some relatives around here that I know. And he has been at uh, the Classic Plastics Expo every mm-hmm. year. He's had it, so you can actually, you know, you could have come meet this guy. So he's a he's a face off. Not only was he on face off, but he was good enough to be invited back to be an all star. So I just thought that was cool. And he he creates it's like basically like zombie rednecks kind of. He creates these very grotesque, you know, hillbilly looking characters, and they're all creepy, and you know, their faces are melting off and. Just super talented. I don't know how these people are able to do this and come up with these crazy costumes and fantasy ideas and things, but it was cool to see a, a local guy yeah. coming back. Heck yeah! I'm going to mention real quick. We're not going to do um, we're not going to do streaming this week, but when Michael comes back, we got to talk about Voltron. I'm sure. And That's Marvel, Marvel movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, Incredibles maybe if but. we have the time. And then one more thing. <laughs> One more thing. Um, maybe. <laughs> like a well of machine. We are. Gosh, it's been too long. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a monster. Oh, oh. This is where the early planning is taking place for our so-called uh, Disney World project. Mary Poppins practically perfect everywhere. Ah, as you can see on this map, we have a perfect location in Florida. Paul, I'm Michael Eisner. We call it Epcot. I'm there popping, y'all! That's what I'm Buchanan means family. Family means nobody gets left behind. We know what we hope to accomplish. And believe me, it's the most exciting and challenging assignment we've ever tackled at Walt Disney Production. Fun imagination, huh? <laughs> Guys, Disney bought Fox. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. I heard that. $71.3 billion. I, I was going to run it up on them. <laughs> but I was really worried they'd call my bluff. Are you the CEO of Comcast? <laughs> Which happens to be Brian Roberts. And I found out there's like a rivalry beyond the sale. The thing that provoked this between Bob Iger 
and Brian Roberts goes back years. And that was the big deal of them two duking it out on this purchase. So a lot of people I was reading, a lot of people were speculating just a week ago that had Comcast, um, their offer of 65 billion in cash or whatever it was been accepted. It was going to create so much debt for them. They were speculating they were probably just going to buy it and then sell it off piece by piece. So that's not going to happen because Disney. Uh, their offer has been accepted. So we talked about that earlier in the past episodes. We're not going to rehash it all, but I just want to bring it up real something, quick. Something, something for a month. So it's a right. fit paper. Papers have been signed. Um, is- now it goes to like a vote of the shareholders and all that. Oh, that's so, right. Justin yeah. had a, has, he has, he owns a share of Disney and he right. shared the legal paperwork with the heading. The booklet. <laughs> yeah. With Walt Disney and Fox on the top. So. Wow. Yeah. So there you go. Friend of show, Justin Lowe is going is to share determine. He bought it just because he wanted they were gonna stop issuing the paper actual when you stock used, certificate. Yeah. And he wanted one of those just Before put in the frame. Away, yeah. So yeah. yeah, he bought a share. Yeah. yeah. I went somewhere. I'm sure it's skyrocketed. Went to the Corvette Museum once you could get your name on a brick. <laughs> <laughs> it was so great because I walked in and I was like, you know, I walked up to the table and this really happened. I walked up to the table, they're sitting there selling that. And all these donors to build the Corvette Museum in Kentucky was and it's an awesome place if you like cars. And, and they had all their names chiseled in brick. But on the table was a brick. And I, and I went up and I said, I want to get that brick. And she said, okay, what's your name? I was like, you don't need my name. She's like, yeah, we need to put it on a brick. I was like, no, no. I want that brick. And I'm pointing at it, and it's the one that says your name on a brick. <laughs> I was like, I will, I will keep that forever and cherish it because that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen chiseled into a brick. Uh, anyway, sorry. On that note, <laughs> that's why they come here. The personal story. That's right. That's right. Learning more about us every week. More than you wanted to know. Anybody wanted to know. Okay. So if people want to know more, where do they find us? www.udownwithkpp.com at the Kapow Podcast on the Twitter and, of course, Facebook. As always, I am Jordan Lowe. Adios. Cliff Barnes. It's uh, Bye forever. And I should have that pulled up, but I don't. Uh, So I'm just going to start, stop it, and we're we're back. Tag Kapow! The Pop Culture Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udownwithkpp.com.